out of them my dreams Not so super do to another episode of those not so super dudes where a bunch of us get together and just talk about the amazing world of comic book superheroes and supervillains uh, i'm jordan smith and i'm alec mccann i'm a little drunk just a little bit just a tiny bit just a teeny, just tiny bit just a not teeny like tiny. a lot but a little, little bit do you want to tell them what you're drinking sex on a beach <laughs> or on the beach i'm not sure it seems, hold on, let me see what the can says. It says sex on the beach. So there is a beach out there that is the beach. Just waiting to have to, for people to have sex on it, apparently. That's a really gross title of a drink, isn't it? Because you're just thinking, <laughs> okay, so I'm thinking, drinking semen and sand. Woohoo! Oh my god. And vaginal fluid. Oh. Vaginal uh, fluid as well. Yep, see, nobody's going to drink sex on the beach again. <laughs> We just lost all of our listeners. There they went. All of them. All of them. They're like, fuck you. Thanks, <laughs> You ruined a drink. Thanks. And we've already started the uh, episode. How are you doing, I'm, I'm okay. Uh, part of, you know, uh, uh, we had to have Alec call in because I was supposed to go get him and because I'm a lazy sack of shit. And just kind of had like an off day. I've had him call in. And uh, but all in all, it's been it's been an okay day. I'm uh I've just been like trying to power through all the weekend and these last few days to get to tomorrow. Well, you know with with Infinity War coming out, I know that uh, tomorrow is going to be a hype day, and we're going to have to like delete Facebook off of our phone real quick. I mean, you might have to. I'm going to see it tomorrow, so I I'm going to be one of the people that's going to be like trying to. <laughs> I'm not going to spoil it for you. I have not going to spoil it for anybody, which is why we're doing an episode, you know, today, so that we can get have that two week break and then talk about it. And then get into it. Yeah, plenty of time for you guys to go see it. If you haven't seen it within two weeks, you're lost, homie. We're going to talk about it. It's going to happen. It will. And I mean, if you don't want things spoiled for you, just you know, wait until after you've seen it to listen to the to. To that that episode because uh, that'll be episode 13 this is episode 12 we, yes. Reading notes. are we going to talk about because honestly i have a theory about avengers 4 and we'll get into that later but i do have yeah, a theory yeah about absolutely uh we're going to talk a lot about you know like i said in the show we're going to talk about some infinity war predictions and uh i would like to discuss some stuff about avengers 4 also because i've been talking to some people at work and i have some theories myself that i don't have written down but i have it all up here in the noggin so uh, but we'll talk about that a little bit down down the line. Uh, I figured we'd start off the show with some legends. Uh, uh, season- Get out of my yard! Run! Sorry. What? There's a bird. There's a bird in my yard, and I don't like it. Oh my god! It's a blackbird. They're ominous, man. <laughs> I don't like blackbirds. Like, if it was an Oriole or a Cardinal, I'd have hope. But Blackbirds just make you think somebody's about to die. 
I mean, as long as one doesn't like smack against your window or something, or you know. Oh shit! No, that's demonic possession at that point, and you get out of that fucking house. Wherever you are, you leave that destination. You said legends, right? Legends, yes. The season three finale. All right. So, I do uh, have notes on that. I watched it. You tell me what you thought. I liked it a lot. Um, I know some people were not a big fan of how they beat uh, Malice, Malice, however you choose to pronounce his name. Uh, I, I like what they did. I like that they were combined together to form this giant Bebo. And for those that don't re- remember Bebo, he was the the god, you know, the god, the animatronic the toy. The Viking god. Yes, the, vi- that the Vikings worshipped and everything. And the fact that they came together and formed one giant Bebo, I kid you not. So when, uh, when I was watching this, I was sitting out in my van, and I'm pretty sure I talked about this in the short, too. I was sitting out there, and, like, I was just losing it. I was just laughing, just watching and listening to fucking Bebo talk while just kicking Mollus' ass. I thought it was great. I thought, I, I thought I'm going to really be cool. honest. I forgot what Bebo looked like, and then I saw him, and I was like, Oh, kick his ass, Gizmo! Did <laughs> you call him Gizmo? Yes, because I forgot his name. But he looked like Gizmo, he like, do, not the looks, coloring, but like the kind of animal that he well, is. He, kinda, so he like, does look like Gizmo. he looks like a gremlin combined with like a Furby. Yeah, that's how I look at him. Which, let's be honest, Furbies are definitely just gremlins. Oh, I absolutely. just saw that and was like, oh, well, that's a good idea. Uh, but Furbies are evil <laughs> because Aren't they can they? turn on by themselves. Like, they you need do. a battery in that thing for it to work. Yeah. It's, it's evil. It's Satan. <laughs> whoever, made that ch- whoever made that fucking thing was worshipping the devil when they made <laughs> You're not wrong. But Bebo, he's, he's, he's a, a force of good. Yes, yes. Um, if, if you don't mind, I also watched it, and while I enjoyed it, I did not enjoy it as a season finale. I enjoyed it as a episode. Like, it almost felt... I know that it was dealing with the whole, uh, it, it was closing up the whole storyline of the season. Uh-huh. I know that. But honestly, to me, it felt like a filler episode. Well, I, and I, I enjoyed felt, it I as a it, filler episode. Right, right. And like, I, I remember you messaging me because you were like, it's episode, what, 18? Isn't, are you sure that's the finale? I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty, pretty sure. Hey, man, like, 18 weird, is like the oddest number, number to, eight, to end on. End on. Yeah, like, because normally if you have a shortened season, it ends on 15 or 13. Sometimes it ends on 13. I've seen like 12 if or 13 for like a mini 15, season. Then you normally end on like 24 or 25. Right. But like I said, Legends so has always been though. like one of those show, one of the DC shows that, you know, has had the shorter seasons. Uh, 18 is an odd number for it to end on, but I feel like now they're just kind of like, okay, we'll do what we can and, you know. Put in as many episodes as so, um, if you don't mind, I'd like to run down everything that I thought about the show because I don't normally have an opinion unless, uh, like it's it's that it sucks. But this one had mixed reviews for me. Like it, it had mixed things. So if you don't mind, well, yeah. I'd like to run down because well, this is a rarity for, um, for me that I took. I, notes I will. On the show. I will get you started, and I'll ask you about one thing that I think you'll probably enjoy. What do you? How do you feel about Constantine being a show a regular? Uh, next season. Homie, homie, there is nothing that brings me more joy because <laughs> let me tell you, I love the Constantine show. If I could find it again on CW Seed, but I don't even know where to look for that. But um, 
I loved the Constantine show. And, and in fact, one of our mutual friends, Lauren Lazor, uh, is totally in on the show too. She thought it was awesome. Right. And then they canceled it because it was, NBC has this thing where they will get shows that are awesome. Like Hannibal. Hannibal was awesome. It ran for three seasons and it was just the best show that's ever come out of NBC, including speaking, Friends. Speaking I'm of not that, lie. speaking of that, we we I actually like, uh, well we we rented it from uh, Wonderbook uh, last week and we're what we're currently watching the first season. Hannibal. Yes. We've never it's seen it. Awesome. We've you're never gonna, seen it. But so you're far, gonna we're love it, it and then you're gonna hate it because it ends. Well, we're four episodes in, and so far it's pretty good. Yeah. No. It's it's an amazing show. And they did a really good job with telling you because the thing with, um, I mean, uh, we know that this is not, this is a comic book show, but we've already come into it. So we know that uh, things happened between William and Hannibal for Red Dragon, the uh-huh. first book that came out. But we never really got the idea of how they became friends, what their relationship was. And this show just opens your eyes to everything. And before it ended, they were going to do Silence of the Lambs. They were going to do a season for Silence of the Lambs, and they didn't get to do that, and I'm really upset about that, honestly. Okay, well, how, so how, um, what is it about, you know, uh, what was it? Uh, crap. What was it oh, about Constantine yeah, no, um, that, uh, so that... NBC has this yeah. thing where if they get a show that is really good, nobody watches it because it's on NBC. Right. And NBC hasn't had... Great. Once Friends ended, they dropped fourth in the rating, and they've never been top in the rating. Well, wait, wait. Did, didn't NBC also do The Office? Yeah, but during The Office, they were still fourth because mm-hmm. people liking The Office is almost a rarity. Really? I'm going to be honest with you. If you find someone that likes The Office, you have literally found a unicorn. I don't know what people. I, mean I, don't, I don't know what people you know, but almost everybody I know loves The Office. Well, everybody I know hates it. <laughs> I mean, I, I know some people it's at work that just can't stand it, and I'm just kind of like, you know, I don't like, understand what you're doing with your life, but you ain't doing it right. Apparently, but, <laughs> so like, um, but NBC has this thing where they get really good shows, like really amazing shows, but because it's on NBC, people don't watch it because they don't expect it to be good like high quality right. and then bam there was talk of him coming back Hannibal coming back on Netflix and also Constantine coming back on Netflix but it didn't happen Right. none of that happened so Constantine being in Legends as a series I didn't even know he was going to be a regular yeah he's going to be a regular yes he's joining the team because oh, you, well you remember how the, the season there ended is, right that the fact that the, there are more than one like there's more than one time demon yeah, no, I think that that's a fantastic way to take this show. Oh, absolutely. Because honestly, I never really connected to it. And, um, and I get that. There were moments in the show where I was like, okay, yeah, no, I'm into it. And then, like, the next episode was like, eh. But with Constantine in it, I'll probably just pay attention just to watch him because his character is so fabulous that, honestly, I wish they would just keep getting him his own show. And maybe that's what CW is about to do. Maybe, I mean, Honestly. they're trying to use him and everything. They're trying to get his character out there, so hopefully maybe he'll get picked up for another season, which would be great. I hope so, because honestly, the first season ended with him. Have you seen the show yet? I've seen most of it. I didn't see the ending. The ending ended with him 
fighting the demon Pazuzu, which is the demon from The Exorcist. Right. So that was really cool to see. Is, like he invited really cool. it in, and it, it was just a really cool thing. And um, he had the he had the assistant that uh, didn't couldn't die. Like he could die, but then he just come back like Deadpool. Right. And it was really. I hope they bring him on the show every once in a while. But it was really cool to see that dynamic, and it was really cool to see how Constantine works inside the team because he doesn't really. And he's one. Of, he's honestly is it, Batman. And Constantine and some other people that founded the members or founded the Justice League Dark, right? Which is like a covert uh, Justice League that deals with magic and stuff. So, because um, Justice League doesn't deal with you know they deal with uh, normal threats like aliens and stuff, normal threats, but you know <laughs> aliens and stuff. And then you know they don't really have anybody to like defend against magical stuff and demons and stuff so Batman was like let's uh boom let's get some of these people that know magic and let's have a covert operation about that company. right so I like they may end up doing that honestly that may be what's going on in the next season is a version of Justice League Dark that would be cool I'd be and okay I with that because of the fact that Constantine is such a demanding character like he's his character is not one that takes orders. You know, he's kind of a loner. He's kind of on himself. So there's going to be some clash or some clapback from him and Sarah. Oh, yeah, Because absolutely. he's going to feel that he knows how to deal with the situation. She's going to be like, this is my team. Mm-hmm. You need to do what I say. And Constantine's going to be like, fuck you. I've been dealing with this a lot longer than you have. Right. So I expect there to be some leadership confrontation. Not in terms of Constantine thinks he should be the leader, but Constantine believes that he knows best for this situation, so he believes he should be in charge. And that may end up happening, I don't know. But for the time being, I believe that that's going to have a, a, negative effect, a negative effect on the team uh, as a whole for a little bit. Right, yeah. Because they're going to kind of be pulled in two directions. Hey, Beth, what's up? Oh, let's just be quiet, sorry. Um, but if you don't, I'm going to tell you some more things that I thought about the show. Go for it. Um, the Damien Dark uh, we don't see often, unless it's about his family, you know, the caring, compassionate uh, yeah. person. I love that. You know, I'm a sucker for a redemption story. Oh, and while it wasn't yeah. a redemption story, now, do you, it was do you still think, awesome. Do you think Damien's dead? Um, I'm going to say no. That's and a fair assumption. for the pure fact that they've put him in two shows now, right. so they love the character, so he's not dead. Well, he started he's getting not really, like, he, he got really like in, like, touch with his comedic side toward the end of the, of, the, of the Legends, and I like that. He was funnier, and I like his dark sides, too, but he really is, like, taking the character really well. A lot better, like, as he keeps going. And... I think he would def- I think they would be good to bring him back. He would make a good asset to the team, I think. He'll probably just show well, up at some the, point. Here's the thing with that, you know, uh, they helped him save his daughter, but that doesn't mean that he's going to be good. I mean, oh, everybody no, 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 no. has not. we've seen it before where there's a certain uh, there's a certain um, importance that evil and good have to work together. Yeah. And, 
I think that's really what it was. Well, no, I, and I definitely agree. I, like, he definitely, like, worked with the team just so they could save his daughter and everything. Yeah, so I don't think, I think it's going to be more of, like, if he comes back, it's going to be more like, I have respect for you, so I'm not going to kill you immediately. I'm going to give you some time. Yeah, yeah, kind of like how, I think that's how that's going to play out. Yeah, kind of like how he did when uh, Oliver saved his family. And he was like, I'm going to give you a break, but after that, I'm coming for you. Yeah. Exactly. And I think that's how it's going to play out. You helped me save my daughter. Um, in fact, it probably is only going to extend to Ray and the members because of Ray. Right. Because Ray helped him so much. Um, I think. I also thought. Uh, now I'm going to move over to Malice. Okay. I'm going to call him Malice. Malice, okay. Um, but I did say. Now here's where, you know, I, talk about, I talked about how I liked it as a filler episode and it's because it was very humorous and you don't see that a lot in season finales you don't see humor in season finales often right. so it was very humorous and i liked how they purposely like even after malice told them what his name was he they purposely Call mispronounced it <laughs> and i thought that was great that, that is beautiful i thought that was really funny too because I, I there were some people that were like of course calling him mollusk they're like no it's mollusk and I and what made it funnier to me is that what they waited to I think the last episode, the very last one, for them to correct it. And I feel like that was funny, but at the same time I was like, is is this just meant to be like a funny little line or like was there a, really a reason for that? Like I thought it was funny, but I was like, we went the entire season just calling him the wrong name. I think that. But you know what? That's perfect. And they were just like, it's Mollus. I was like, yeah, call him the wrong name. Because, <laughs> you know, that's a big deal with, um, with fucking, uh, that's a big deal with demons is their name. So it was funny yeah. that they were just like, fuck his name. Um, didn't they summon him at one point? And then. Didn't Constantine summon him at one point using the name Mollus? Well, that's not fair. He's British. They don't know how to pronounce <laughs> their A's right. So Malice was, Malice was just don't. like, you know, I'll, I'll give you a pass this time. I know you're talking to me, so... Yeah, here I come. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I mean, it doesn't really matter. I mean, because... At the same time, you know, you gotta think... Constantine is a big name in the demon world because of how much work he's done in the demon world. So you're not gonna fuck with that guy. And I guarantee you, if Constantine had been there during the Malice thing, he would have amped up his attack a lot more than, than what he was. Right. Because of the fact that Constantine's such a heavy hitter. All these people, you have to think, you know, he doesn't care about them because they don't, to him, they don't present a threat. But in the Demon Channel, Constantine is the Batman. Right. You know what I mean? Like, he's, he's the dude that you don't fuck with. Right. Um, so... I think that it's more of a malice being like, okay, yeah, so I know who he means, and he's British, and I'm not gonna fuck with him. I'm gonna just show up. So I think I think that's more of along the lines of what it was. And then you had the um, right after their failed attempt at stopping him with their powers. By the way, can I talk about that for a second? Can I talk about those gems? Go for it. The totems. All right. Here's the thing. When they used them individually, you had Ray and Mick together. I hate, I hate 
when there is a power that someone can get and like, okay, so like Mitch uses a fire gun, right? Yeah. So why does that mean he has to have the gem that makes him shoot fire from his hand? He doesn't I mean, have to have that. I hate that. I, I hate know, when I, they I, give the person the power they normally work with. I, I, I kind of like I that, though. I, I kind of feel like that was a step like, up for him, because didn't doesn't Heat Wave actually have that kind of ability in the comics? Like, he, like I feel like he didn't have a heat gun. That was just something Flash did. And then they came in and was like, well, here, here's this fire totem. Let's amp up your, your powers a little bit, because he has this this connection with fire, you know, this passion about it that he's had since he was a kid back when he burned his family in his own home. So I feel like right. that was but actually the perfect thing it, to give him. And I hope he keeps using it. It would be. And, but it's the thing of, for me, it's the thing that, you know, it's like, it's like when the Power Rangers had powers. Uh-huh. Like when they, when they uh, left in the movie, uh, not the newer one, but the one that came out when we were kids. Right, right. And they, and Zordon's place got destroyed by ooze and all that, and they lost the, the ranger powers, and they had to teleport off planet into another thing. Uh-huh. They all got the same fucking color they had before. Are you kidding me? <laughs> you have the same color. Are you, what is it about pink that makes you special? Like, it's, stop. It's like that. You know, I don't, I want to see an evolution. This person has a power now. Give him something that defines him. And while fire defines Mick, I need to, I need him to be like he's strong. He's a strong character. He's dumb, but strong. I wanted him to have like like I would have been okay with him having a rock pepper. You know what I mean? Like I just I hate that they fell into the trope of giving the guy a power he already has. He already has the heat gun. I want him to experience a new power. Because what kind of change would that cause in Nick that he now has his power over something else? I mean, he doesn't he, just he have power it. over fire. He right. now has power over something. Well, yeah, I mean, he, he uses I, I look at it more as like an evolution to like, yes, you kind of have like the same ability, but you can do a little bit more with it. Like, I, I feel like they he didn't, he didn't have the totem long enough for him to really like you know, explore it and see exactly what he could do with this fire totem. Like, I feel like it's more than just being able to, you know, create fire in your hands and just throw a fireball. I feel like there's a lot that he could really do with it that he wouldn't be able to do with his heat gun. So I, I understand, be, you know, giving this person this ability and being like, it's pretty much the same thing that you were doing before. But I look at it as more of like a step up, like, you know, this was the ability that, you know, helped create this character why give him something different when this is like this is part of him and even though it would be cool for him to have maybe like a second ability i feel like it would should still like stay around you know the the element of fire uh just because that's part of who he is that's part of his backstory it pretty much created him and i was okay with that like when they handed him the fire totem i was actually i was really excited about it i was like yes there's a lot that he could do with this and this brings him closer to being more comic book accurate and i mean but that's i mean I, maybe it's just all about personal preference you know i i just thought that was a really cool i thing also they did. think they i also think they missed the chance to help him tribute to his uh friend leonard snark yeah though i did read that uh that he's coming back uh citizen cold. snark's coming back citizen cold what happened because i don't 
I don't remember what happened to him. He he uh he joined up with the Legends after the whole uh, uh, crisis on Earth X, and he eventually went back home uh, to his boyfriend, husband, whatever. And uh, but he he's coming back. Uh, he I think he's joining up with the Legends again. I don't know if he's gonna be a regular or not, but I know he's at least coming back next season. Okay, so well that's cool good. then. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited um, about that. I, I liked him. He was pretty cool. But I like, I like, I kind of like Ray hanging out with Mick more. Like, you know what I mean? I can see that Ray's becoming, is slowly becoming more and more his partner. Like, it's somebody that, that you know, Mick has had to get used to because he's nothing like Snart. Ray's the complete opposite no. of Snart. So he's learning to I, be with these people. And, you know, he's gotten closer to Ray than pretty much any of them. Except, I would say for, um, um, fuck, what's her name? The... She was on Walking Dead, wasn't she? No, uh, uh, what, the one you're talking what, about. Was she? I think so. I think she was one of the characters from Walking Dead. Oh god, I just fucking saw this show. The uh, Vixen. You're talking about the Vixen. newest one they have, right? Vixen. The one that got stuck in the time loop. No, no, not her. I mean, I guess oh, she did. I guess I mean she did get kind of close to Zari, didn't she? Or didn't she? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's more of like a, I wouldn't say father-daughter relationship. It's more like uncle-niece. Yeah, I, I can see that. Oh, he, he also got close with Vixen, I felt like. Um, yeah, he did. He did He did seem to get close with her, yeah. But again, not, not in a relationshipy way, just more is like he's making friends, like he's bonding more, something that he's still getting used to. And I, I really do like what they've been doing with Mick. I... He's a character that I wasn't too sure of in the beginning when I first saw him in Flash, but they took a chance on his character and added him into this mess of other characters from the other shows, and I think it's turning out really well. Well, you know what I read the other day was that they weren't even going to do Heat Wave in Flash until uh, the guy that plays uh, Snart went with Miller was like, listen, you've got this character, and you've got me, and I know the person... I know the perfect person that can play this. And so uh, the guy that plays Heatwave got into the show because Wentworth Miller was like, you need this person. That'll be perfect. Oh, no. I, and I, he was he dead definitely on. Did. He definitely he did. That was absolutely a thing. And you know he did it for Wentworth because uh, there was uh, – I was listening to um, uh, Flash and Friends last year, uh, which is another podcast for, like – you know, they were talking about last year's seasons and everything. And uh, one of the chicks on there, I think her name is Roxy Stryer. She was saying she went to interview him, and I can't remember the guy's name, but he was like, she was like, you know, how does, how are you enjoying or how do you like playing Heatwave? And he apparently looked at her and was like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> and, like he he completely forgotten the character that he plays, and he and you could tell like even when you know actors don't really care too much about the characters they're playing or. You know, as for him, he's do he did it for his friend, but you watch the show and you see how committed they are to at least playing these roles. You know, that takes some pretty good talent. I feel like to play a character you really don't care about. That is true, but at the same time, I saw a meme the other day that's you know it was like comparing how people compare or how people prepare for Marvel versus people prepare for DC, and it was people that prepare for DC work out a lot and people that work, prepare for Marvel read comics a lot and I like that because if you're not reading the comic you don't get the character it's true 
which is why I was I was on the fence. I'm not going to lie. I was on the fence about Ben Affleck. But I knew that he read the ki- you comics. Were on the fe- wait, 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 wait. You were on the fence? Dude, you picked okay, up that fine. fence. I was 100% you threw it around. You, against it. you burned that bitch to angry. the ground. You were not happy at all. I was pissed off. Okay? <laughs> but then I saw Batman versus Superman. Hated the movie and loved the Batman. Right. And that was because I know that Ben Affleck knew who Batman was. That's who he wanted to play the entire time. Right. That's who he wanted to play. When he was Daredevil, that's who he wanted to be. So, um, you know, I knew that. Right. And I was okay. But, like, uh, you can tell that Robert Downey Jr., you can tell that he read the comics. You okay. can tell that everybody has read the comics on Marvel versus DC, where, again, like you said, Heat Wave was the. Uh, it was like, who, who the fuck is that? Right, yeah, right. you can he, tell he just a difference. Yeah, he just didn't really. He didn't really care. Yeah. yeah um, and then I had the drug induced care bear stick. First off, you are telling me that I can walk into the past with some opium? Because I don't think you ought to be putting that out for children. That's true. Or high school kids. You don't want to tell high school kids, by the way, if you eat this cactus, you are going to travel into the past and see travel shit. Now, I I know that I'm not against drugs being used in a show at all. Uh, especially if it's pot. I'm fine with that. But I don't want people to, like, because I know who's watching these shows. We're watching it because we've been a huge fan of superheroes since high school. But that's my point. High school is usually where you start. And you've already got impressionable kids trying drugs. <laughs> you shouldn't be saying, by the way, you'll get Care Bear stared if you get in this uh, thing. And uh, granted, I did think it was cool. Right. And I thought the way they handled it was funny. Like, he was like, drugs? Absolutely, let's do this. <laughs> way too willing to do the drugs. But, you know, he was like, yes, let's do drugs to get this. Yeah, yeah, um, that's very true. <laughs> um, so, uh, at the same time, you know, I was just like, it, it's awesome, but at the same time, it, it's kind of a bad message for people that are watching the show. But that's, you know, that's my personal thing. And then you had the uh, the totem powers that were, you know, predictability, you know, um, mixed power being fire, and then with him getting closer to Ray, of course, Ray gets the ice power. Right. Um, and we've talked about this before, how corny DC shows are, but Legends took it to the max when it was, we've got to do this together. No fucking way. Are you serious? You have a team and you have to do it together? You're not fucking joking? Are you serious? We have to do this together? We can't do it individually? I was just pissed off. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? You, it took you a whole episode to figure out you guys had to do this together? And like, I mean, you Sarah's like, we're not worthy. Are they you would've... fucking kidding me? How much more do you have to do to be worthy? Right. So I was a little annoyed by that. Um... <laughs> 
But uh, and then Rick's montage was uh, was kind of cheesy and it felt forced, in my opinion. Uh, the speech was unnecessary. Um, live up to that name. How much more do they need to do, you motherfucker? How much more? The show show the show has shown. <clears throat> fuck, I'm so drunk. The show has shown heart, but right. you know it feels more like Rip's death was kind of like a footnote in the beginning. Like the whole thing was kind of like Rip's dead. That sucks. Um, to be completely honest, I forgot. Yeah. I forgot Rip died. <laughs> exactly. That's my point. Rip uh, started this whole fucking thing, and, right. and people, his death is a footnote. And which is weird because, like, I I like Rip's character and everything, but like that the, what they've been doing with it lately has been so back and forth that I don't really know how to feel about it. And just like he had he had a purpose in the first season, and then after that, like they didn't really know what to do with him. It felt like so they he's just been bouncing around, and it, and they, I feel like he they you know they used him a little bit more in the second season, which was good. I liked it. And then in the third season, it was just kind of like, you know, first he starts this whole new, uh, the Time Bureau, and then, and then he becomes a, a, a vi- no, fuck, uh, he becomes somebody that the Time Bureau goes after, um, and, uh, he becomes a fugitive of the Time Bureau, and then he gets out and is working with them again like nothing happened and I'm just, and it's just so confusing so when he died I was like okay I get it go out with a bang we've always said that Legends is a show full of characters that they didn't know what to do with right which is why they made the show right they had a bunch of characters from the other shows and they were like we don't fucking know what to do with them let's just stick them on a show and that's how that show feels that's why I don't like it because I mean, they've, they've done better. They've feels, done better it with it. Feels like they had a bunch of characters. Right, they've done better with it. I mean, again, Rip was one of those characters that they brought in to help these other characters they didn't know what to do with, and now they've got stuff set up for, with all these other characters, and now they have another character they don't know what to do with. So I felt like killing him off was probably a good idea, um, though I honestly don't know if he's entirely dead. Like I, I don't know. Right. I mean, it's a time travel show. He's probably not, but. It, uh, he made. I mean, he made a giant sacrifice to give them what five minutes, right. and then uh, like it, his death was unnecessary in my mind. It, it, it really was. Like he didn't have to. He could just planted that thing in the ground and kept the dude talking for a while. It's, like yeah. he did not. In my mind, he didn't have to die. Right. Yeah. No. He, he nice, didn't have to. It was it was a nice conclusion to his story, I guess. But at the same time, I'm just like, I know it's not concluded because of how you treated his death. It was nothing. Remember, nobody's so nobody's I feel like dead. He, I feel like he's going to come back. It's very possible. Um, before we get into anything else, I just want to mention our sponsor real fast, and which is always Cloud Coyote, a hosting and consultation firm that manages apps and podcasts. Um, if you would like to do business with Cloud Coyote, you can uh, get a discount with them when you use the hashtag TNSSD for the promo code, uh, which includes free domain name registrations for the first year and a 30-day trial of any service such as email or app hosting. Um, if you want to check out their Facebook and Twitter, you definitely can at Cloud Coyote, and you can check out their website, cloudcoyote.com, to set up a session with a sales engineer today. Um, 
they've been doing great work and uh, I still have a lot of work I need to do on our website um, but other than that uh, we appreciate them sponsoring us no that's a lie is it no, a lie? I mean I appreciate it <laughs> no it's, 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 it's very nice and, and it's a wonderful service that they offer and everybody should take them up on it did you tell them I, I wasn't one hundred percent listening. Did you tell them about the TNSDD that they can do? TNSDD. Do you even know what our what our is hashtag what is? They're not so super dudes. Oh, TNSDD. Sorry, I knew there was a double letter in there. It's okay. Yes, I mentioned it. It's a good thing I'm listening. You know, it's just a good thing. Um, I guess that means we're at the halfway point. Uh, we're a little past the halfway point. Uh, we're about 36 minutes in, but I figured I, I worked that in there real fast. Um, but yeah, well, I have one more one more thing. Okay. Uh, well, two more things. First, I don't like that Sarah was taking on all the responsibility when she's part of the team. It's ridiculous, and I get annoyed when Batman does it. So stop doing it. Don't do it anymore. You're on a team. You have a team everybody pulls their weight if something goes wrong it's everybody's fault not just yours right you know what i mean i mean then, I, I feel like she, I she, like puts more, she puts more on herself because she's the captain you know i know I, she's still part care. of the team but i mean I, she's still in team. charge of everybody so i mean i get it it's not just your fault right it, it, you're, you're not responsible you're responsible but everybody on that team is an individual person right and they can share the blame. You're on a team so that you don't have that. Yes, you're the leader, but no one's looking at you and saying, well, this is your fault. So stop doing it to yourself. Right. No one, no one's looking at you saying this is your fault. So stop doing it to yourself. It's a trope and it doesn't need to happen. If you want some actual conflict, have the captain be like, okay, this is what I did wrong. And here's what you all did wrong. That's some conflict. Someone sh- saying, okay, yeah, no, I'm owning up to my shit, but here's your shit. Right. That's what needs to happen. They need to get out of the trope of, this is all my fault. I'm so bad. I'm so bad at doing this because you've been doing this for a while and you're not bad at it. So get over yourself. Okay. That sounds a lot what? meaner than I meant it to. <laughs> it's okay. What it sounded your... like I was talking to a person. What? what was your second thing? The second thing is I don't like how stupid they made Nick. He's not that stupid normally. And then he's like, but like a frog. I mean, I feel like he's not really... They they just made it to where, like, he's not really stupid, but he just really doesn't care. He was full-on stupid in this episode, Jordan. He was full-on stupid. He was Joey stupid. Joey was smarter than him in this episode. And that's saying something. Right. They didn't have to do that. They didn't have to make him that dumb. You can make someone dumb with an believable... Like, I just... I didn't believe that he was that stupid. I need to believe that he's that stupid, and you haven't shown me that he's that stupid. You show me that he doesn't really care about what's going on, he just wants to burn things, and that's fine. But once he puts thought into something, I need him to have a thought, rather than him being like, what am I going to talk? Like... It's obviously not a dog, dude. Thank you. Right. It's so I, I didn't like that part, but all in all, I thought that that show, um, 
I thought that it was really well done in terms of uh, in terms of how things uh, progressed, but it still felt like a self-help episode versus this is the story that we were going to conclude. Right. It still felt like they were trying to lift people up in terms of people that are watching that show to make them feel better. But that's not your job. Your job is to tell a story. I can feel better about myself without your help. I don't need the self-help show. I need the superhero show where they get shit done. You know, right. um... I got it. Oh, can I ask you something? What? How did Blackbeard miss? What do you mean? He shot... I, I don't even remember who he was shooting at, but he was at point-point range, and it was at her chest, and he missed. Uh, to be honest, I don't remember. <laughs> I can't remember who he's shooting at, but, uh, like, point-blank range. You cannot miss from right here. I don't miss you well, the guns they were using. No, man, they, they, nothing's going to stop. You are not faster than a speeding musket ball. Sorry. She's not. So he missed, and I was like, eh. So there were a couple of things, but the, the ending was great. I thought the ending was fantastic for what it was. You know, uh, Gizmo comes out, and beat the crap it, honestly it felt like the ending of a Power Rangers episode yeah I can see so that it was nostalgia so it was kind of you know nostalgia and you know I, I missed you. I missed Constantine uh, so yeah, I'm he glad showed he's up back. there at the end yeah but we'll see more of him uh, again I really like the season 3 finale I thought they did it really good this season and I'm looking forward to next season it's gonna be good um, I feel like I've talked the most about it I mean, it's fine. I didn't even go over half of it. It's fine. Uh, I mean, I write down shit all the time, and some of it doesn't even get into the show. So it's more just like so I don't forget. And in case it comes up. Yeah, no, this is the first time I've actually taken notes because I found my notebook, so. Um, Um, What's next, Tony? We spent way too much time on that. (laughs) Yeah, it's fine. Uh, We're just going to go through just a few other things. Um, I was going to talk a little bit about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but honestly, not a whole lot has really happened recently. Uh, if, for those that just need a quick refresh, uh, in the most recent episode, uh, Ruby uh, f- infused with a little bit of Gravitonium, like 8%, and was enough for her to, like, float, you know, and, like, the scientists that the Gravitonium, like, kind of sucked in, they're kind of, like, arguing in her head. Uh, Yo-Yo found her uh, and killed her. Uh you know, for revenge Which and everything. Which I feel is a, is a strong thing to do in a show about heroes. Oh, absolutely. Um, they all, because, uh, like, you know, even Marvel's been, uh, Marvel's always been a little laxed on whether or not they kill. Like, some heroes have that we don't kill thing, but some of them don't. I mean, well, so from, ever since I saw, ever since Yo-Yo has been introduced, she's always been kind of that wild card that you don't really know if she's, like, if she has it in her to actually kill somebody, like, she plays around, you know, she flirts with Mac and everything, she, uh, and, and all that, but she, I don't know, something about her has always led me to believe that, you know, if she had to, she would kill, and we have seen now that she has definitely got that in her, um, and Daisy was not happy about that, and lately she's been playing more of the leader role because they all know Coulson's gonna die, so, you, you know, they're not really doing too much about it, Though, um, I mean, because Coulson won't really let them, but uh, May also uh, recently told him that, you know, she loved him, and uh, but now she's just 
really angry at him. Uh, Wait, who did that? May. May I wish they would stop that. I like the relationship. I like what they've done with them, but I... They forced it. They they really forced it. They had some backstory. They had backstory because they put it in a flashback. That's it. If you take that flashback out, there's no reason for these two to be together. You're fine with them being friends, but there was no reason for them to be together without that flashback. I mean, they've got chemistry together, the way they, they talk to each other and everything. I like the back and forth banner. It's it's adorable. Okay, but I mean, look at the first two seasons. There's friendship. Right. And then you go into the third season, and it's still friendship. You go into the fourth season, there's a little hint, but really it's mostly friendship. And then the fifth season, they're like, I'm going to do you, but not right now. We'll have to have the talk later about that uh, that drink that we share. Mm. Well, like, they mentioned, the, they on, mentioned that drink in season four, and then it was brought up maybe once or twice throughout season five. But uh, the, I feel like the big reason May actually just came out and said that she loved him was because... You know, he's dying, and he's not letting anybody do anything about it. So she's like, well, I'm just going to tell you how I feel. What's causing him to die? I don't know that. I'm pretty sure it's... I know he had to deal with Ghost Rider. Right, and I'm pretty sure that's what it is. When Ghost Rider was in him, whatever, like, alien, as he described it, like, I'm pretty sure he said, like, mumbo-jumbo that was keeping him intact basically is gone. And it burns out, and, you know, it's just slowly... He's just slowly deteriorating by the looks of it. He's got these black veins coming up from, like, his chest and shit, probably from his heart, and it's just slowly killing him. And, yeah, so well, that's... Well, see, that's the thing, that they... It, they try, they're trying to make it seem perilous right. for Coulson, but we already know that he has a deal with... You know, uh, he has a deal with Ghost Rider, so he's not going to die. Well, it's because of the deal with Ghost Rider that's, that's killing him. Because Ghost Rider was in him, he ver- and like that bit of him that was keeping him alive, the alien DNA, whatever the fuck it was, is burned out. He can die. And, you know, and since future Yo-Yo told them to let him die, it is very possible by the end of the season we could no longer have a Coulson. No, they're not going to do that. He's about in another movie. They're not going to let go of Coulson. Well, he's going to be in the past. It's based in the 90s. It's Captain Marvel, so it very well he very well could die. We might not have Coulson. No, they do. I'm telling you, they he's going to find a way to come back because they don't I don't, they don't want do him to that. die. Believe uh, me, they I, just want, had, I love Coulson. They just, had a, they just had a second Civil War in the comics because they had a movie coming out, so they're not going to let Coulson die. I hope not. I really hope not. Um, but that's just a little bit of what's going on with that. Not too much has really happened. Um, are they still, I don't think, I don't know if they got picked up for a sixth season yet. I really hope they do. Because, uh, and at least from what I've noticed, every season just gets better and better. Um, so then after that, I have, uh, I figure we talk a little, we talked a little bit about how Infinity War is coming out tomorrow. Um, yes. I want to talk a good bit about that because I, I know we're, we're all, we're not too far from an hour into our episode, and I just I figure it's probably going to end up being like an hour and a half anyway. So probably. Uh, so we haven't even talked about Gotham. Nope, and Gotham's going to take a while. So <laughs> yeah. Um. Um. So Infinity so War. So huh? Well, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, no, I was I was just going to ask. So 
who, who, so how do you think this is going to go down? What do you think is going to happen? Well, I'm going to, I read, I actually went, I, I, I watched a guy named Comic Explained. I'm going to tell you, he does a very thorough job of explaining comics, but at the same time, I have to watch like 50 videos just to get the whole story. I want everything in one neat video, you know? But I've got the whole story of how the first Infinity War went. And let me tell you, it's not the movie we're getting. Infinity War has nothing to do with the movie except that it has the same characters. Right. Well, I've realized that, too. However. Because they don't have, you can't, they don't have everybody that they need. They can't. They can't do it, right? Well, here's the thing. They can still do it, right? They, they showed that with Civil War. They can do it, well, right? I, I don't mean like but they can't. Like it's the, not good. I just mean like it's not going to be exactly word for word how it went down in the comics. But it's what they're doing is what the Infinity War is the storyline of Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah, it has nothing to do with the Infinity War because Infinity War. Thanos is kind of like an anti-hero. He's not like, he's not evil, like he's not super evil. He's a little evil, but he's not super evil in Infinity War. Like he's not trying to take over the world like he did in Infinity Gauntlet. Infinity Gauntlet, he does the whole snap of his fingers and takes out half of the um, universe, right. which is like the characters like Hawkeye disappeared, um, which is not gonna happen, but Hawkeye disappeared. Right. Like he was wiped out of existence. So, um, and Infinity Gauntlet is about how he got the glove, put the gems in, and the soul gem was in Adam Warlock, who we saw in Guardians Volume 2. And I, at first I was just, I thought it was like a one-off, because James Gunn does that. You know, he's like, this would be fun to do. Like, he, he doesn't really give a fuck in terms of... Uh, in terms of how things go in the overall universe, he's just like, I'm making my, the movie I want to make. Right. And I think it'd be cool to, because he was a fan of Guardians before he made it. Like, he was a comic nerd and he loved Guardians and he was like, I don't know how, like, you know, we, I don't know if you listened to the uh, interview he did with Michael Rosenbaum, but he was like, you know, I, I honestly, I almost passed up on the movie because I didn't know how to fucking write racket, rocket raccoon. He's a raccoon that talks and shoots guns. How the fuck am I throw him in a, in a movie? How am I going to write him? Yeah, I and listen, then it, I listen he said to that. It, it, he was driving home and it clicked. Yeah. Like he was like, oh, that's how. Yeah, he had, he had the whole thing like thought out from the drive from Rosenbaum's house to his house. He From that entire drive, he thought it all out. He actually had some stuff memorized, and that's when he decided as soon as he got home he was going to do it. Yeah. So, uh, he, he, but, like, he was like, you know, okay. So, he doesn't really care about the whole overall. I mean, he's, he's an executive producer on this new movie. Yeah. But, like, yeah. overall, tone, he was like, I'm making the movie I want to make, and I'll throw some stuff in. So, I honestly thought Adam Warlock was just, like, for the fans to be like, hey, look. I'm introducing this character, but now, now that I know the story of Infinity Gauntlet and know how serious Adam Warlock is, he has the soul gem. I believe it. And I, I, well, in the comics, he has it implanted yeah. in him yeah. to give him extra powers. Right. So what I'm thinking is, the reason they haven't shown anything is because that's going to be the surprise. Because everybody's like, where's the soul gem? Is it in Wakanda? No. It's in Adam Warlock, who was just this one-off character in the, at the tail end of Guardians 2. But I think 
James Gunn threw him in there to be like, that's where it is. <laughs> that dude has it. I believe it. Because Adam Warlock has always, whenever something horrible has happened to him, he's always gone into what they call a cocoon yeah. to transform. Yeah, and that's what, he was, that's what he was in at the end of Guardians 2. Right. So I'm thinking Adam Warlock is going, because he's, he's almost, they describe him as almost as powerful as, like, the Beyonders and all those people. Yeah. I don't know what they, I think they call them cosmic powers, I think is what they call them. Celestials. But, you know, all those big people. We've already seen the Watchers and all that. The Celestials. So I think what's going to happen is that Adam... We're gonna, what I think is going to happen is one's going to be called Infinity War. You think the other one will be we already Infinity know. Gauntlet? But it's Infinity Gauntlet storyline. And I think the next one's going to be Infinity Gauntlet, but it's going to be the Infinity War storyline. So well, they, they did confirm but, um, that they're going to be traveling through time in Avengers 4, so I, th- honest, I think Thanos is going to win Infinity War. I think he's going to yeah, win. Yeah, no, Thanos, Thanos is 100% going to win. So, but what I think is going to happen is um, after that, because we have Ant-Man and all that, and I think that all takes place after Infinity War. So what I think is going to happen is um, he's going to come back and be like, okay, I kicked your ass, now I need your help. Well, see, I was was discussing with somebody at work, like, the whole Ant-Man and Wasp story, and we were talking, like, if Thanos wins in, in Infinity War... How is that going to work with Ant-Man and Wasp if it takes place, like, just two, three months after that movie? And, I mean, I'm thinking maybe it might be a prequel to Infinity War. Like, it could honestly be, like, this bit... Maybe just a couple... I mean, it really only has been, like, three years since the last Ant-Man movie. But... Well, not only that, but they, they don't even mention anything that's happened in Infinity War, so I think... I think you're right. I think it's a prequel to it uh-huh. because um, they only mention the events that happened in Civil War. Right. So I think you're right. I think it's going to be a prequel. I don't think it's going to have anything to do with Infinity War. In fact, what movies are coming out after that? After Infinity War, what movies after are After Infinity out? War, I'm pretty sure it's just uh, Ant-Man and Wasp. And then next year we have Captain Marvel. And then I think that's it before Avengers 4. <clears throat> Wait, I'll be back. What? Oh, so what I think is going to happen is that um, they're just going to tell these stories about the people that are going to be in the next movie. Like, you don't find out what happens to Scott, or, uh, yeah, Scott Lang after Civil War because then they immediately jump into Homecoming. Right. Um, and then you don't have anything after that. Like, Homecoming was it, and then you had Thor Ragnarok, which is the movie leading into Infinity War. Yeah, that's where we take our jump into it, yeah. Right. Um, so, and then Infinity War takes place literally right after Ragnarok. Yep. So Thor himself has gone through losing his home and is about to lose all of his people, and that's all something that, like, he, Loki actually dies. I believe it. So, I, I believe because um, I was going to discuss with you who you thought was going to die, and honestly, Loki, I definitely think he's going to die because he's been in every every friggin' Thor movie. He was the main villain in an Avenger in the first Avengers movie. He was being controlled, not really controlled, but he uh, was working with Thanos, 
with that whole thing. And I honestly feel like, you know, Thanos is going to kill Loki for betraying him. He, Loki's probably going to save Thor or something from, like, a death blow or that scene where Thanos has got uh, Thor by the head. And, you know, Loki will probably save him and Thanos will kill him for it. Right. So I think we'll actually um, see him die, his real death. Yeah, so I think... That's what I think. I think Loki's going to die in this movie after he hands over the cube. And I think people are like, oh, that motherfucker handed over the cube. I think it was more of a situation where Loki saw there was no other option. Oh, yeah, because if, you're looking, if you look uh, during that one scene, at, right after you see Thanos got, had Thor by the head, you see Loki standing with the rest of the Black Order, but Proxima Midnight has her, like, staff thing held up to him, basically like, you, I'm going to kill you if you do anything, like... You know? Yeah. So I feel. I feel so like I don't think. Forced. I think it's a situation where he's not. He's not evil. He's just trying to do what he. He does sees what he has to do to option, survive. Which is what Loki yeah. has always done. Yeah, he's always just been a survivor and doing. I mean, doing what he can for himself. Yes, but you know, or for if it. Yeah, he does what he can for himself, but I mean, he'll also do whatever it takes to survive. Yeah. Well, see, that's the thing. <laughs> Movie Loki has always been a lot less evil than comic Loki. Oh, comic book Loki is fucking crazy. Like, but I feel like there's a lot of shit in the comics that he's done that they can't really put into movie form. Hello. Yeah, sorry. Um, my children were asking me a question. Oh, you're good. Uh, so, but I am. Um, I think that the, they're reversing the titles is all they're doing. Okay. I, I mean, I'm good, I'm good with that. I'll be all right with that. Though they have said that... I, I That would make sense, I guess, considering they said they wouldn't announce the Avengers 4 title until after Infinity War because it would it would spoil it. Right. So I, I don't know. I mean, I'm excited, and I hope that it does well, and I'm not going to read any reviews. Like I'm, I'm staying away from that fucking shit. Oh yeah, I'm trying my, I'm trying my best, man. Believe me, I'm not reading anything until after I've seen it. I am one. I'm gonna. I'm 100% deleting Facebook off of my phone until I see it. Okay. I mean, you can just de just deactivate your account until after you see it. <laughs> no, no. I mean, like, I'm just gonna take the app off my phone so oh, I can't okay. get into it. Like, Fair enough. Because I don't, you know me, I don't know any of the information, so I'm just gonna delete it. The app, and then, uh, and then I'll, I mean, I'll have Messenger and all that, but okay. nobody's gonna tell me how it ends or what they think of it. Well, I mean, if I, I don't know if you if you delete it off your delete Facebook off, it might also log you out, so you might also lose it. It might, but as long as I still have Messenger, I'll be fine. Okay, all right, that's good. I mean, it's, everybody that's on my Facebook knows I post about five things a year. So that's true. Um, so okay. So who do uh, who else do you think might die? Tony Stark for sure. I definitely. Think I don't Tony think there's too. any way. I don't think there's any way Tony Stark gets out of this alive, especially with the contract coming up. That's very true. I also believe Cap is gone. I, I do think we're gonna lose Nomad. I do not think that. I think we'll lose Nomad, but gain Captain America again. I think if we gain another Captain America, it's going to probably be uh, Falcon. And I, the reason I don't think Bucky I, will be Cap is because he's now taking on this White Wolf persona. 
So I, I feel like they. No, I mean, I mean, I mean, Cap is going to go back to being Cap. I don't think oh, no, he's going to no, be I, Nomad. I know, for, I know what you. I, mean, I think at the end he's going to be like, I'm Captain America. I know what you. I know what you meant and everything, but I honestly still think we're going to lose Cap. Uh, I believe that the funeral scene that we've been reading about and all that. Um, I was so sure that it was going to be Tony, but I didn't think about the fact of it being uh, a funeral, like a multi, uh, like more than just one. Like they do them together. Like I, my list for people that are going to die is going to be Tony, Cap. Um, I do believe we're probably going to lose uh, Hawkeye and possibly Black Widow. Um, even though I know she's. I don't think we're going to lose Black Widow. The only I think. I mean, there's not too much more that they can do with her character, and even if she gets her own movie, it's already been—I guessed it—and it's already been said that it'll probably—it's going to be a prequel. Like, they don't even know how to go forward with her after this, so I don't really know what else they could do. Like, I like her character; I don't want her to die, but I do believe that she is at least one of the ones that they have highly considered. Um, Well, in my head, Scarlet or Black. Widow has always been a background character anyway. Like, she's good for interactions with the Hulk uh-huh. and Tony, and, but that's what she is. She's an interactive character versus someone that's integral to the plot. Well, somebody else that had said she's, something to me was that, um, sorry to cut you off, but uh, one thing that no, they had brought up was that they, we were talking about how like Hulk is so terrified of Thanos because he's never met anybody that was like on... Like, that was stronger than him. Like he's fought Abomination, who is on the same play, in the same field. But Hulk, as we know, the angrier he gets, the stronger and more powerful he becomes. So I honestly believe part of the reason they'll end up being able to defeat Thanos, or even just like a moment in the fight where you know we see Thanos just beating the shit out of Black Widow, or possibly killing her. Hulk's gonna see that, and he's gonna lose his fucking mind. And he's going yeah, to do probably. everything he can to tear Thanos apart, which I could see them using that as either how they kill him or how they just, or how it'll be a big part of the fight, but somehow they'll be able to throw Hulk off. But it'll be an emotional thing. And I could see them doing that. I could see them using that. Because why else would they, why else would they do the whole connection with Natasha and Banner? Like, we saw back in Avengers 1 that Natasha thought love was just for children. You know, she had no interest in it, and he, she didn't really seem to have an interest in it in the first movie. And then all of a sudden, you know, they have this more, they have a connection more, which I get. They've been working together more since then, and, you know, they've probably gotten closer. But, and it all just doesn't, it doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? And so I feel like they could use that relationship to basically make Hulk even stronger, get to the point to where he can actually just start wailing on Thanos. But it's all, well, it's all just up in the air. When, um, when Thanos, uh, when they first uh, came up against Thanos, they were gathering heroes to figure out what was going on, and they asked Hulk to come, and he just looked at him and was like, nah, I ain't doing it. I'm staying <laughs> right the fuck here. Nope, I'm just going to say it. I'm noping the fuck home. <laughs> So it'll be interesting to see what Hulk does here. Where, he, like, does he come up and fight Thanos and then get beat down? And he's like, oh fuck no, man, nah, nah, let the world end. I'm done. That's how it looks. Because been like he, me anyway. I mean, he got 
I, I can just see Thanos just like bitch slapping him off the ship and then just like falling to earth. And then, you know, he that's when he was just like, fuck, I just fought this big dude with all the power that I have at the and moment. And yeah, just got destroyed. And I mean, and, and, we, and we've read that Hulk is going to be a little terrified of Thanos in this movie, probably to the point to where he probably won't change. Like Hulk will be like, nope, I'm good. I was a uh, I was Hulk for two years. It's Banner's turn. You 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 take on Puny Banner. Here you go. Here you go. Here you go. Here he is. If he you, dies, you I'll s- come through. It's cool. You, you solved this science science man. I'm just gonna be back here. Yeah. So I'm I'm interested to see how they play that out because you know Thor Thor and Hulk are together. Which I mean, isn't it weird that it was a buddy comedy? I, I liked that a lot. I liked that they were able to use those two characters. Mind you, that I feel like they kind of had to because, you know, they couldn't be in Civil War. That was that would have been too much. That's too much power well, not for one to, side. But Not just that, but even from the first movie, you see the rivalry between oh, yeah. Thor and Hulk where he's like, Psh, fuck you. Well, I mean, yeah, because one is a fucking god and the other one is strong enough to take down gods. So they were the, they're probably, they are the two strongest characters of the team. And I mean, I felt like, you know, they kind of had, I felt like that, that was a good thing to do was have them kind of have like this rivalry, rivalry of, you know, who was better. And then of course the big fight in, in Ragnarok and, you know, just realizing that they're still friends, which is really cool. Um, well, it also, still it also balances out a little bit because in the first Avengers, Thor beat down the Hulk. And then in this, the Hulk beat down Thor. Right. And that's, you know, that's a thing that I've actually noticed is, like, you know, in, in Batman versus Superman, Batman beat down Superman. Right. And then Justice League, Superman smacks him across the field. Yeah. So uh, they, they took that, but they took it to a better thing than Justice League did, where it was like, okay, here it comes. <laughs> These two can beat each other. Right. And it's always epic. Which is how it should feel. It should always feel epic. Oh, absolutely. So, I'm I'm excited for Infinity War. I'm not even scared that it's gonna suck. Like I don't oh, have no, I any have no fear worries. at all that it's gonna be bad. I, I will say, currently as of yesterday, uh, it's at a ninety percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So ah, fuck Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, I agree. I I don't really care about Ryan Tomasin, even though I brought up their score, but, like, I've, I've been looking at it comparatively to, like, their other Marvel movies, and so far, it hasn't done as good as Black Panther, but, I mean, I, I still have a... I, I have it's not, I it, really high hopes. It's not it. really fair. Right. It's not really fair, fair to put it up against Black Panther, because Black Panther was... It wasn't just a superhero movie. It was, it was kind of... It was not even kind of... It was a blacktivist movie. Like, it was about black people and I don't mean this in a racist way at all but it was it was about black people overcoming things in a in I don't want to say native land because that sounds racist but I honestly don't believe it I don't I didn't really look at it at it like that I was just like you know yes it was and I was even talking to a, a friend of mine at work and he was like yeah it was cool that you know they had uh a black superhero which is really cool it's not the first one we've ever had but it's one that you know it's the first one that's taken the spotlight in a while 
You know, it's been a long time well, since we've had one. Not only that, center. but it's the first time that actually took place in Africa. Like, right. when we have right. black superheroes, we have Blade in America or Black Lightning in America. In America. This was about this was... A, a African, a straight-up African dude having land powers. Like, I don't want to say land powers, but, you know, he... It was an animalistic power because it's Black Panther. Right. Which I don't actually believe. I believe they're not native to Africa, so it's a little weird that you're an animal. But, you know, whatever. I mean, and that's just what it is. Um, But I never really saw it as, like, a blacksmith movie. It was more of, like, you know, it was just this normal guy. I guess not really normal, but he, you know, he had these abilities. And, you know, and that it didn't really matter what kind of skin color he had or anything like that. This is another hero. You know, he... Well, you have to... I, I would suggest looking at it through the eyes of the generation that's happened. We had Black Lives Matter. Um, there's been a lot of... Uh, I hate to say it, but there's been a lot of white-on-black violence. And so when this movie comes out, you have a movie that is almost surely a black cast to save for a couple of people. Right, right. Um, so when I say, I don't mean that they pushed a blacktivist agenda at all. What I mean is they, they pushed a, an agenda where most of the cast was black. It was, it was about a land that is mostly black. And, and while it did not, it pushed a political agenda, it didn't push uh, Black Lives Matter or anything, but it did push a need for unity yeah i mean which is something that is happening in the um i don't want to say black community i don't know how to talk about this as a white person (laughs) (laughs) it is so hard because i don't want to i don't want to be racist because i'm not i I I already said ling ling last episode so i get i get i get what you're saying i i get it i understand yeah I understand it's, you can't really it's more of a you can't really take movie because of what's happening today. Okay, I mean, and I, it's I more understand like, that it's like more of a commentary on what's happening today and how it should happen. I mean, I I I see what you're saying. I understand why it's not really fair to compare Infinity War to Black Panther, mainly because Black Panther I felt like had more of a message in it than Infinity War does. You know, and Infinity War is just about. Uh, some shit's about to happen, and it's going to shake the whole world. Right. Black, Black Panther, Panther had a lot more of a, a message-driven. Message yeah, basically, and that's, anybody can be even in a the, hero. Right, and that's basically what the comics are. Is it, yeah. it never really deals too much with the outside world. Mm. Just like Wakanda, Black Panther doesn't interact a whole bunch with uh, the other heroes in the world, unless it's like an Avengers comic and he's there. Right. Um, whereas, like, Spider-Man interacts with people all the time. Iron Man does, too, you know. But Black Panther has always been more of a comic that pushes some sort of message through. Uh, the last one they had, they had um, the storyline was a bunch of gods came back and uh, it was, do we... Do we and a bunch of his people had turned, and it was a message of do we kill these people? How do we get my country under control? And it ended up being, I'm still going to be king, but we're going to have a democracy. So the, Black Panther has always had a, an agenda, message wise. 
Avengers never have. I don't think I've ever seen an Avengers. In fact, they've gone so far as to be weird and have people carry their own child from their child. So Avengers has never been a message driven at all. Right. Uh, the most message driven we got was when they had to work as a team for the first time. Yeah. And that was it. Yeah. Like, so they've always been about, this is the story, this is what's going to happen, this is how it's all going to play out. Right. While Black Panther hasn't. And that's the thing. Black Panther was focused on one point. They had one message. And that's why it did so well, is because it focused on one thing. Right. Avengers probably isn't doing as well as Black Panther because it has to focus on multiple things and take people out of stories that they were invested in to drop them into another story that they're invested in. And while it's awesome, I get annoyed by TV shows and books that I'm reading or watching and then they take me to a scene not explaining what happened there. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, they I leave get, one scene on the cliffhanger and then take you over here. I mean, Black I, Panther didn't do that a whole bunch. Right, right. And I completely understand that. And I feel like that's kind of what they're going to have to do, especially because, you, again, you have all of these characters that they fit into one movie. Um, and it's going to take... And it takes some talent to, to try and, like, you know, intertwine their stories in a way that, you know, it all still makes sense. And you don't feel like you've really missed anything from cutting from what's happening. Like, they're going to be cutting to on Earth to the Thor and the Guardians in space... And I know that's gonna be a lot of back and forth, but I with the Russo right. brothers, I have I, I'm pretty confident that they were able to do it well. I mean, they have so far they've been able to take everything, and even when they're separate right. storylines, they've done it good. They've done it in a way that makes sense, and I'm not confused, and it all just it meshes well. So I have high hopes, right. well, and it's see, gonna be an amazing uh, movie. Like I said, I'm. I'm not worried that it's going to suck, because right. I know it's going to be awful. Right. Oh, I think it's going to be I was amazing. worried about Avengers Ultron, and I was right to worry, because it was kind of lackluster. It was just kind of like a filler story. I mean, I, I enjoyed it. It was good. It was not my favorite one. It's probably going to end up being my least favorite of the Avengers movies, but it was still... I still well, thought it was because good. Because nothing was really leading up to it. Like, there was yeah. no storyline that led up to Avengers yeah. in terms of, uh, uh, like... With Avengers, you had uh, the first Avengers. You you had something. Something was leading up to it. Right. With Avengers two, nothing was really leading up to it because it was all tech based. Yeah. It was all technology based, and there was no reason. Tony made Ultron because he made Ultron. Like that was the whole point. It was like it was it was like a filler episode of something. I got you. It was I a filler movie. Mean. Like it was like. Like when, oh crap, when they announced, um, when they announced Deadpool, the movie. Right. Right? Shortly after that, they put out the Deadpool game. Because people were like, hey, you've announced it. Where is it? We've been waiting for how long? So they put out a game, and the game filled the hole until... The movie came out. I think that's how Avengers 2 happened. It's like, okay, we know you've been clamoring for it, so here it is. Or Arkham Origins, that would be a better that would be a better example. Arkham Origins, uh, you right. had people asking for the next Batman game, so they came out with that just to appease people right. until they were done with uh, Arkham Knight. Right. So you have the same thing here where they put out Avengers 2 because people have been waiting to see these people work together again. 
Right, yeah. And they needed, that makes sense. And they needed to do that in order to get the Civil War. They needed well, to they, show that there was going to be some was, conflict. It was also the movie that brought in, you know, Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. And, you know, we got... Honestly, they could have done that in Civil War. I mean, yeah, they could have. But, I mean, I feel I like... I could also live without those two. Honestly. I, mean, I could we, live without them. I mean, we kind of are without Quicksilver. See, he right. died in oh, the same movie. If you, here's the problem with these movies is they can't have mutants. And now what are you going to do now that you've got Phase 4 coming out? You've got, the, they are going to include mutants into the MCU. That's going to happen. They've already said it's going to happen. So how are you going to explain Scarlet Witch being what you call, what did they call them? They, they, they them, engineered they them. them. They, they didn't them, have these powers to begin with, right? Yes, no, they were part of an experiment. They call them enhanced, but maybe, you know, I can see one, I can see like one of them calling one of them enhanced and that, and one of them just being like, call us for what we are, mutants, you know? But what I'm, problem with that is, we've already got a Quicksilver. Because of the fact that they weren't together at the time, they put Quicksilver in. Well, bear, not his sister. But bear they put in mind, in. bear in mind after everything after um, Days of Futures Past. Well, everything before Days of Futures Past no longer exists. All that's gone. All that is done. That's all been erased. Right, but but um, Days of Futures Past still had Quicksilver in it. Right, it and did. then the movie after Apocalypse had Quicksilver. That's why. That's what that takes us back to what I told you the other day, and I said I wasn't going to well, say they're, anything they're gonna have over to the air. They're gonna have to reboot, have to reboot everything anyway, like this, because this Dark Phoenix. I don't know if you know, but Dark Phoenix is Fox's last superhero movie. It's it. That's it. When it comes to that, because once this deal goes through their whole merge, that's when Disney will start intertwining X Men with the Avengers, and then so. None of them are gonna. All that's gonna be gone. None of that's gonna have anything to do with uh, with the MCU. So that. So, so there's th- no point in enjoying these movies then, because they're not leading to anything. No, they're not. Like so they're, they're just being made for the sake of it uh, now. Like Dark Phoenix are will they... have like Dark Phoenix will be intertwined with those storylines, but it'll have nothing to do with the new stuff they put out. So, are they getting, like, completely different actors for everything? I mean, I'm not 100% sure, but we're basically looking at uh, an X-Men reboot. So, I mean, they could use some of the same oh. characters, but they're going to have to, like, recast everybody. Because there's oh no way. Oh, my God. You know they're not going to pick the right guy for Wolverine. And they're going to put Wolverine in because everybody wants Wolverine. Well, another like, well, 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 hang hang shows. A coworker and I were talking, and they're like, what if Hugh Jackman's just faking us out like how uh menu bennett he did the same thing when he said that he would never come back to arrow and you know that he had posted all this shit on twitter about never going back that if they asked him he would say fuck you he's never coming back and then he did he came back and the only reason he's gone now is because they can't use him because now they've got deathstroke and justice league and the dceu and everything but what if that they're doing that because they, Hugh Jackman will at least, even if he's not like coming back fully, he would come back as like himself, as like Wolverine for maybe a little bit, or even just as a cameo. Um, or they could even, they could still. I feel like they could still use Laura if they wanted to. Go ahead and bring no, in. No, they can't. They can't. Why couldn't they? 
she's too far ahead in the future. Well, that future. Well, I, oh wait, but they're they're kind of screwing. They're kind of like fuck that whole scene. Well, also so, yeah, remember no, they that could. the they only reason they did Old Man Logan was because he he that was going to be his last movie, but. If they if he decides to come back, like he said he would before, if you know they did this deal that he would come back. I mean, what if he's faking us out? I mean, we're really not gonna know until they until we get to it. And you know, they're not gonna tell us that he does beforehand. Keep, he does keep teasing every Halloween that he's gonna put on the Wolverine. Doesn't he? He does. That's, so it's like that's the one thing I wanted to see more than anything else was him to don that outfit. I know. How badass would that look? That would be amazing. Um, Okay, so we're we're, we're gonna we're gonna really need armor, but right, right. I mean, we're getting a little uh, far into into our episode. So, um, if any more is gonna be fantastic, um, we're definitely talk more about it because all all our next episode is gonna be is Infinity War. That's all it's gonna be. Yeah, Um, this was just a preview of what's gonna happen. Oh yes, Um, but I just want to get into um, talk about Gotham a little bit because I know that's gonna take a little bit and. Oh, hell yeah. We'll we'll wrap up this episode with that. Um, So a lot of shit's been going down in Gotham, and uh, it's just going to get worse. Um, So how are you feeling about how things are going? (sighs) All right. I'm annoyed by Barbara King. I'm done with her. She needs to be off the show. So I was rooting for Tabitha when the people said, hey, come back, we'll deal with this. I was rooting for it because I was into it. And then she changed sides, and I was like, well, fuck you. But um, <laughs> when, when you – I have a question for you. Okay. When, you, when we were first introduced to Tabitha, did you think she was going to be as big a part of the show as she has become? If I'm completely honest, I didn't think Barbara was going to be as big as she's become. I Like when she was first introduced, I was just thinking, you know, I mean, again, I – I felt bad for thinking about it now, but I honestly just believed she was going to be a love interest of Jim Gordon's and then just like be killed off or something. But I was happy to see that she took a, a crazier side and, you know, became a bigger character than what she really is. And, uh, so when they, I was, I was less thrilled with that. Yeah. Um, because Barbara is his first wife. Yes. That's who he has Barbara Gordon with. Yes. So, we, um, so we, but I also know that they're they're doing their own thing. They're doing their own story. So I could also see them. I don't know if that's ever going to come back to a thing. I don't see it doing so because he really just hates Barbara nowadays. But I don't and that's what I mean. I mean, how are you going to have Barbara Gordon? Uh huh. Unless during this whole thing, Barbara dies and Jim's like. I need to commemorate her so later on down the line he has a kid and names her Barbara Barbara. but this would be the perfect time for Barbara to to marry Jim and then have a child because uh, Bruce is old enough that when he gets to be Batman and been doing it for a while and Barbara comes in to be Batgirl Uh he's old enough to be like this is how we do things this is how I'm going to train you I've been doing this for a while Bruce is old enough for that right now that if they had the kid and they each grew up, that's perfect. That's a perfect age. This is also a perfect age for Bruce to meet Talia. Right. But they're not going to fucking do it. No, they're going to do their own Sorry. thing. And um, I'm I'm interested to see how it's going to go. I know in the last episode uh, they hinted pretty hard at uh, No Man's Land. 
So uh, I'm excited well, to see exactly what, what they did. They've already that. they've already admitted to yeah. doing that. The, the last episode is called, called No Man's, Man's Land, Land. Yeah. and I sent you the article where the guy said basically the fifth season, if they get a fifth season, because um, they haven't been renewed yet. Yeah, I know. So he said. Um, if we get a fifth season, the fifth season is going to be basically a reboot of the whole series, which scared me. Yeah, it does me too. But at the same time, at the same time, No Man's Land could be the exact event that Bruce has been waiting for to find his persona. Oh, absolutely. Because even Roz was like, I'm going to use this, this event that's coming up to help create what you are meant to become, which we all know is bad. Right. And Roz has always been, in every form of the comics, a mentor to Bruce in one way or another. So he is... Well, he's more of a rival, really. He's more of a... Well, he... Uh, yeah, but he also, he also taught him, you know. He was, he was at least a teacher at one point in time, whether it was before or during or even after he was a rival. You know, it was, even though they didn't really agree... I feel like Bruce still all, at least had like a tiny bit of respect for him because of, you know, who he was. Not even just that, but, you know, some of his ideals, you know, Bruce didn't always think that they were stupid uh, or anything like that. But he still knew that Roz was a little crazy and, you know, had to stop him every now and again. But he was, in a sense, still a teacher to him. So I feel like Roz did help create Batman. Like, he was a, an essential part of his transformation. Um, movie-wise, I'll agree with you. Comic-wise, he was always just this eco-terrorist that Batman had to fight at some point. And because he was... It, Bruce, uh, Ra's al Ghul thought he was worthy. He, uh, you know, uh, did a weird form of hitting on him, I guess. But in, in the comic world, he was just this guy that showed up one day and was like, I know who you are, I know what you're doing, and I can, you know, he was like, and I want you to join me. Right. So, but he didn't become like a mentor to Batman until uh, the Dark Knight trilogy. Mm-hmm. And then Gotham took that and was like, okay, well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to have... Uh, Ra's al Ghul kind of form Batman, which I I agree with. I think that's awesome. Um, but I uh, I I love the way they are doing Ra's. I'm not gonna lie. I think it's fantastic. I think that last episode was just it wasn't as epic as the episode before it. Oh yeah, but it was. But it was, definitely a good it was awesome. It was a really good episode, and I'm. I'm looking forward to I think, what, we've only got two or three episodes of Gotham left? What was that? I think we only have two or three episodes of Gotham left. Yeah, yeah, there's only two or three. Um, Did you catch the Legion of Doom reference? What's that? Did you catch the Legion of Doom reference? Uh, What was the reference? I can't remember. Um... Jerome called his whole gang a Legion of Doom. Oh, yeah, yeah, And yeah. I just about flipped shit. Oh, yeah. No, I I forgot all about that. Yeah, I, I do remember that. I do. Um, I can't... 
I can't wait to see what what they do with Jeremiah, and I really hope he just becomes like a the spitting image of his brother, and and just I'm ready to I'm ready for Joker to come back, even though we really haven't been without him. But I am I am gonna miss Jerome. Jerome was special. Um, now let's talk about because honestly, the last episode it, it didn't really have a whole bunch to do with anything that I cared about. Right. Uh, except for the Rosnuggle. So we're not going to talk a whole bunch. If that's all right with you, I, 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 yeah. we talked about no, no, what no, I wanted no. to talk yeah, about. Yeah, that's, that. that's perfectly uh, do fine. Do you have more? Uh, honestly, I don't have a whole lot on it. Just that I, I really, I really enjoy it. I love where they're going with the show. I know a lot of people have, I have some friends that have been trying to start it. And I'm like, once you get past the first season, it gets really, really good. I know that in the beginning well, it's kind of slow. To be fair, I love the first season. Oh, I love. I have no the problem with the first season. season. Was awesome. Some people I mean, had a hard time getting through like the first couple episodes, but I'm like, well, it's like Shield. You know, once you get past the first couple of episodes, it's good. Um, right. But I mean, uh, yeah, I guess all that really, yeah. But I guess all that really happened was uh, Roz coming back and uh, them opening up the storyline for uh, No Man's Land. Um, the uh, death of the mayor and the priest—that not so much the mayor, but the priest, where you, you just see Jerome blow the head off of a priest. Oh yeah, that, that was, was that was crazy. Because like, I knew the mayor was gonna die, and and yeah. that wasn't a big deal. But the priest was—I mean, it was just—it was unprovoked, which kind of made it provoking, right? Because he's a priest. Yeah. So it's so unprovoking to kill a priest that it is provoking. Like, what can I do? Well, I can kill this fucking guy. Right. So I love, I Jerome's big plan is very reminiscent of uh, the first time he met Batman. Because the first time he met Batman, he had some dude come out on the stage and be like, blah, blah, blah. I think it was the mayor um, the first time. And then, um, And he was, there was a reservoir, and he was going to poison the reservoir and all that. Right. Um, which was kind of reminiscent of the blimp coming in and poisoning everybody down there. It was also reminiscent of 1989 Batman. So it was just really cool. Oh, I absolutely uh, agree. Really cool thing to see. Um, what did you think of Penguin having to save the day? I thought that was actually pretty pretty neat. Uh, I... I kind of like Penguin kind of having like a heroic aspect to him, though I know he doesn't really. He's mostly just kind of saving his own ass. Um, and he also just he also just realized how crazy Jerome was. So uh, and right. I feel like that level of intensity, especially, I mean, once you realize how crazy this person you're working with is, and then you are trying to take over the underworld. But I mean, he realized if he goes through with this, he's really not going to have an underworld to take over. So. I, I like what? that. I like that he was part of the reason that they were able to save the day, and all that. But um, it was also, I felt like it was, the way he was acting was out of character for him. Because while Penguin doesn't normally get his hands dirty, right? He had like he cut off uh, Butch's hand. Yeah. Uh, he had he killed several people. I mean, he is a murderer. Right. So I thought it was out of character for him to be like, I can't do this because he could. Right. Wait, did did, um, did, Penguin, did Penguin cut off his hand, or was that Riddler? 
No, no. Uh, Penguin cut off Butch's hand first, and then gave him that like solid silver hand. Right. Oh, oh, okay. Yes, and, I remember now. I remember now. And then it didn't really cut off Tabitha's um, hand. He cut off Tabitha's hand and then replaced and then put it back. That's right. Okay. Yeah. So it was like she still has her hand, but I, I vaguely remember him dropping one of those things in her hand. Yeah, I remember now. Um. Um. But yeah, I. Then. Go ahead. Did you notice the car? What? Did you notice Bruce's car? Yes, I did. It's bulletproof. It is. I feel like this is the early stage of the Batmobile. As soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, oh my once God, he oh shot it, I was it like, yeah. just that Alfred's the one that gave it to him. Yeah, oh, it makes absolute sense. And I and I like I like this Alfred a lot. Uh, he's probably been my favorite oh, yeah, Alfred. No, there's, he's my favorite iteration of Alfred yeah. that's ever been. Even yeah. in the comics, I'm like, uh, this guy needs to be Alfred. <laughs> um, it was cool to. It was actually. It was also cool to see him celebrate his birthday. You don't get that a lot, and yeah. uh, he celebrated it with Selena. Which in the comics, they are now they're either married or about to get married. They're. I think they're. So I think cool. they're getting married. Yeah. Or they might even already um, be married. <laughs> I think they. I think they. They should have already got married. I don't Probably. know. Probably. I can see. Um, it. And then all, you know, all that's cut short as it normally is by uh, Jerome's rock show. Yeah. But isn't it, it was cool to see Bruce be like, okay, these people need my help. I immediately have to go there. And right. then he you know, is like, hey, Jerome's brother, uh, Jeremiah, his name's Jeremiah, right? Jeremiah. Um, he's like, you know, you got to come help because this is your brother. You know, I have a responsibility because I didn't kill him when I had the chance, you have a responsibility because he's your brother. So it was really cool to see Bruce be like, you got to answer the call, man. Yeah. Because you don't get that from Batman a lot. Right. Yeah. He often tries to solve things himself, but he was like, this is too big for me. I'm too young. I can't handle this by myself. I need help. Right. I mean, he knew that he was the big, you know, he was the one that Jerome really wanted. Uh, He wanted Bruce. But he really wanted his brother. Right. And then we, um, you know, we find out. Like, I couldn't have been more wrong with what I said. I I honestly thought there was no way they could pull off Joker as an idea versus as a person. Oh, but they're doing it, and they're doing a beautiful job of it. It was fantastic when when Jer- Jeremiah opens the thing and Jeremiah and Jerome's talking to him and the uh-huh. gas is happening. I'm like, this is how he does it. Yeah. He, I'm gonna throw out another theory, even though I was horribly wrong last time. Yep. <laughs> I am going to say that Jeremiah is gonna be Jeremiah sometimes, and then at times he's gonna like the, how the Riddler. Honestly, he's going to have a dull personality and it's going to be Jerome. And Jerome's going to take over and call himself Joker and then Bruce Wayne is going to end up funding Joker shit. Oh, God. Because remember, remember at the end, he was like, if you need any grants, just contact my my company and we'll fund anything that you got going. Right. And I just, and I want, so, and I want him to be like, I want Jer- Jeremiah to be in like Jer- in Joker 
basically Joker taking over but pretending pretending to be Jeremiah and there's just this moment where he just like smiles and he looks at like Bruce or somebody and he's just like jokes on you yeah I think that would be uh, I think that that um I think that that's how I think that's how it's gonna go um now on the next episode I did have some things that I liked um I was harsh on the Lee Riddler relationship, but now I'm all for it. That yeah. last episode was just awesome. Uh, the way they worked together, the way they felt together, and honestly, I like how they said, I don't know what you're planning on doing with me. Right. The Riddler was like, I don't know what the fuck you want with me. Right. You're driving me insane. I love you, but do I love you because I don't understand you, or do I love you because Ed loves you? Like, what is, oh, it, God, what is going yes. on with me? And that was beautiful when you got to see Ed in the mirror, and I was like, yes, it's Ed's turn to finally, yeah, like, like, start. He, but at the same time, I felt like he was pushing him too hard. Right. Because the Riddler is unpredictable, and if he feels like Ed is in charge of something, uh-huh. he'll immediately take take that out. Oh, yeah. So I was I was glad to see that he was like, you know what? But we, but we, we know Riddler's not gonna, we know Riddler's not gonna kill himself, so he would have to find a different way of shutting Ed out, and that's gonna take some time. And I honestly thought that the shutting Ed out would be, um, uh, the <laughs> kill, uh, not killing Lee because they can't get rid of her because right. she's too important to Batman. But um, getting getting rid of her at, at like somehow. Right, getting her at least. Uh, I thought that was going to be his thing. I agree. The show's been doing really well, and I'm, and I just I hope they get picked up for another season. I see no reason why they, they why they shouldn't. Um, um, there was something Roz said uh, that I thought was hilarious. Like it was the best burn I've ever heard on the show. Yeah. And he was like. I am special. You're just an unstable nightclub owner. Yeah. Like, damn, dude. Fuck. That was, yeah, that was that was insane. As I was actually sitting there with Kirstie, and Kirstie was like, "Fuck," and she was she doesn't even know what the hell was happening, but she heard that and was like, "God damn." <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was fucking brutal. And there was one thing I don't complain about Gotham, Gotham too often unless it's with barbecue. Mm-hmm. But now I have a complaint about Bruce Wayne. He jumped on that killing wagon way too fast. What, killing Roz? Yeah, it's inconsistent. The thing that made him stop being a vigilante is that he killed Roz. That was the moment that we saw Bruce say, I don't want to kill. That's not how I should do things. But then he jumps on, we need to kill Roz. And you know what? It's just inconsistent. I think part of what it was was that even after he killed Roz... Cause that did that happen after he was going to kill Jerome and he ended up not. Because maybe because even if it did, that was I felt like he looked at it as you know he killed him, but he has this this connection with Roz and since he was one that killed him last time, he felt like he should be the one to do it again, and he feels like if he doesn't, he might go through the same thing he just went through with Jerome and in not killing him, everything he did does afterwards, he's he feels responsible for because he could have ended it but you know right, so but the I, thing, I got the thing the, about Batman is that he's he's 
Bruce Wayne built this Batman character, and I don't mean character like because once once he's perfected, Bruce Wayne ceases to exist uh, in Batman's mind. Right. But um, the whole point of Batman is that he can carry that weight. He's he's supposed to carry that weight. He's supposed to be the one that's like, I need to keep these people in check. And, I know, and I feel like and, this is the early stages of that. I feel because remember, he's still young. He's still learning. He's not entirely Batman yet so he's still finding his feet so he's going to learn these things but he's going to learn them the hard way I just felt like he he I feel I felt like he jumped on killing laws way too fast right I feel like his character learned from that situation that killing is not how he should handle things right like he felt he, he went back to and Selena even said if you kill him, you're just going to go back to being a giant douchebag. Right. Right. And so... And... Yeah, yeah he... And, uh, like, I, I just... I did not feel like that was the right direction to take him for that episode. I felt like he should have been the one saying, we can't kill him because then we're just... We're no better than him. Right. That should have been his stance. Not Selena Kyle's. Not Jim Gordon's. His. His stance should have been, we're not going to kill this guy because... It's not how we should do things. I mean, I, and they again, didn't I'm, do that. They missed an opportunity. I, I know, but again, I, I'm gonna say that he's still really early in his stage, and that he's he didn't become this person all on his own. The person that we know in the comics, and the person that knows, you know, we shouldn't be killing him because we we're no better than him. But he's gonna have to learn these from the people around him too. So I get why they didn't go directly to that, but I, I do see what you're saying. And then, um, I know I said I didn't have much for the episode that happened after Jerome, but that's a lie. I well, uh, we're, sure we're going to we're gonna have to cut it soon because we're almost at two hours. Well, there's just a couple of things. Okay. Um, uh, Barbara stole the Batmobile, which pissed me off more. Yeah. Uh, um... Well, I don't think she. I don't oh, think I, she I, stole I, it. I think she I shut out the tire. I don't remember which cane I'm talking about. What? Oh, penguin has a penguin cane now. Ah. I never noticed the penguin cane before. I didn't either. And honestly. he has a penguin cane. I didn't notice um, it. And then Alfred getting the knife was hilarious. I thought oh. that was the best thing ever. It was hilarious. Yeah, that was great. And and. That the league, or at least the women of the shadows, immediately attacked Roz, even when they find out he, who he is. They found out who he was because he said, "You know, I'm, you know, the dude," and they kept attacking him. They are supposed to be loyal to Roz Al Ghul because he is the demon's head and he's back. So shouldn't they have immediately switched? Well, I mean, they they left with him, but then they came back and they decided to follow Barbara anyway. Because she held her own against him. I know. Him. It's, it's stupid. Stupid. Well, you're, I we'll see where they take it. Basically, your godlike figure came back and you decided to attack him for a no-name, unstable club owner. <laughs> I mean, Rods wasn't wrong. She's unstable and she's a club owner. Right. He wasn't wrong. Right. I and then, you know, Gordon kind of took a backseat for the whole episode, which was fine. Yeah, yeah, we, we don't want him front and center in every single one of them. I mean, I feel like they have enough characters that they could definitely give them a fair amount of screen time. 
but yeah, so... Uh, uh, but, uh, oh, go ahead. And then they took away the king head. The what? She The king head, she, she gave the demon's head back to Roz, wow. which was perfect. Yeah, yeah. Um, so... I just think that, uh... I just think that uh, Roz is a uh, giant cock blocker when it comes to, uh, I don't even remember why I wrote that. It just says Roz is a cock blocker. <laughs> Roz is a cock block. I don't remember why. <laughs> oh, that's great. Do you remember why? Who did he cock block? Um, wasn't it? Oh, it was, it was Bruce and Selena because they were going to kiss and then he showed up right yeah place. he showed up yeah no fucking cock block that's what it was yeah <laughs> or or clam jam whichever you feel whichever, you know but uh, you feel he, he fucked that scenario up and that's when we find out that uh, that, uh, that I even wrote in my notes is this going to be the bat empty right because uh, they always said they weren't going to bring Batman in until like the last season Right. But now, Roz said, what's going to happen is going to make you who you are, and the show is nothing but prophetic. Right. Not pathetic, prophetic. Prophetic. Mm-hmm. So, I think we're getting very close to having a show about Batman and Jim Gordon, and that's what I want to see. That's why I started watching the show, because <laughs> I wanted to see the relationship between, between Bruce Wayne as he's growing up and Jim Gordon. Because... They have an amazing opportunity here because we don't get to see that. When Batman's working, by the time Batman shows up in all the comics, he's already got a working relationship with Gordon. Right. Um, whether it's, you know, I saved your life, now we're partners or whatnot, it's always happened. But this show really has made an in-depth understanding of how, and Dark Knight started it, honestly. Dark Knight, uh, Batman Begins started that in-depth look of Jim Gordon versus Bruce Wayne. Not versus, but like, you know, how their interactions happen. And then Bruce starts the vigilanteism and starts working with Gordon, but not with Gordon. Now he can start working with Gordon without Gordon knowing that it's him. Right. And I'm excited to see that dynamic. I want that dynamic to happen. I know Bruce Wayne's not going to become Batman that season. I, I'm not worried about that. Even if he did, I wouldn't care. But you know what I mean, like yeah, yeah, he is working. Yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, I, I mean, I, I, I hope they get picked up. Uh, first things first, we gotta hope they get picked up for another season. So, right, we need that because apparently that's a danger. Apparently, I mean, they danger of not getting picked up. I didn't either, but uh, they haven't yet, as far as I know. If they don't get picked up, I'm immediately starting a, a t- television station just so I can pick them up. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I, don't, I, will, I will pay them all whatever they're getting paid. <laughs> just so I can see how, the, so story see how the story ends. Bring on all the writers and be like, just tell me what you got next and let's do it. Let's do this. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's exactly what I, I just Tell me where you want to go. We will find a way. All right. Um, well, we're, we're getting pretty high in time, so I'm going to cut it off there. But uh, real fast, I'm going to ask you, so they just did... Uh, the 80th anniversary of Superman, um, and actually some of the people that have played Superman in the past got together and like they hung out at this club or whatever, uh, like an out uh, club out, like this. Uh, I don't want to know if it was like a camp. Did thing. Tom Welling join? 
I think Tom Welling was one of them. It was Brandon Routh, or Ruth, uh, uh, Tom Welling, and Dean Kane, And they just basically hung out together. And I'm going to ask you, uh, to you, who, who is Superman to you? Who, if you, when you think of Superman, who is Superman to you? Not going to lie, it's Christopher Reeves. He is mine too. I make a lot of Christopher Reeves talk, but, um, or jokes, but Christopher Reeves, uh, was the first Superman I ever saw. Same. Um, and while I love Tom Welling, he was never Superman. Exactly. He was the blur, but he was yes. never Superman. Yes, I, that is exactly um, my argument. I love Tom Welling, but he doesn't even technically become Superman until the end, and even then... He's not really Superman. We don't get the, we don't yeah we don't really get the scene. He is Clark Kent. Um, Even Tom Welling himself is had said then, the show was a story about Clark Kent, not Superman. Right, and then Dean Kane, uh, he was Superman. He wore the Superman outfit and yes. all that. But at the same time, it was more of a story between how Clark and Lois got together. That's true. So yeah. it wasn't it wasn't really a Superman story so much as a Lois and Clark Clark story. and Lois, which is why they called it Lois and Clark. Clark. Yep. I absolutely agree with um, you. And then I never watched any of George Reeves or the guy that came before him. Yeah, I did uh, either. Mainly because it was black and white. <laughs> yeah, and I, I just feel like it would be trying to watch Adam West's Batman, which is fantastic, but made me laugh 10 minutes into it, and I had a hard time watching it, but it was still great. And then you have uh, Henry Cavill hasn't been in the role too long. No, and so it's, I, it, yeah. I don't know how to. F- I don't know. I like. It. I love Man of Steel. I like him as Superman, but honestly, Christopher Reeves has been it for me. Yeah, I mean, you never. It's that you never forget your first. Like, it's true. To me, the quintessential Batman is Michael Keaton. Yeah. Because he had the right amount. He played Bruce Wayne perfectly. Bruce Wayne was kind of aloof. Yeah. Kind of like. Yeah, no, I bought that. That's that's mine. But then Batman was, I'm gonna fucking murder you. Don't even know if I'm gonna kill you. You don't know. You're scared. <laughs> oh, that works for me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Bruce uh, Ben Affleck didn't really. He played Batman straight through. He was Batman, yeah. um, but he wasn't both sides of the character. Right. Um, however, Michael Keaton played both sides of the character perfectly. Uh, I love Val Kilmer. I don't care about George Clooney. Right. And I didn't like the second Batman they put out with Michael Keaton because right. I didn't like the way they played po- uh, Penguin. Yeah, I agree with that. But but to me, Christopher Reeves is the, is is who I think of whenever super whenever I'm reading like if I read a, a novel from Superman, which I've done. I'm not gonna lie. I, I, I've really been softening up on Superman just because of the injustice stuff. Yeah. But, um, I, I, I was reading a novel the other day. I think it was, I think the storyline was Brainiac was taking over the world or something. You know, something normal that Superman deals with. But whenever Superman came into the book, he was always, in my mind, Christopher Reeve. Right. Although sometimes he, he was the cartoon. Right. Uh, but that was just because I grew up with the cartoon. It had nothing to do with who, I, whether I thought Christopher Reeves was a better Superman than the cartoon. But Christopher Reeves was just who I thought of. So Christopher Reeves is my quintessential Superman. Awesome. Sounds good to me. 
Um, well, we'll get out of here. Uh, I think we've had a pretty productive episode. Uh, we've had a lot to talk about. Uh, and uh, now, and, uh, next, uh, next episode is going to be all about Infinity War. So, uh, again, if you guys don't see it before then, uh, check Did it out if you listen to this. What? Did we do a list? Normally we have a not so super list. Did we not do that this week? Uh, that's ba- I think that's what that uh, that's what the Superman thing was. Oh shit! We didn't even talk about Venom. Damn it! It's gonna have to wait until two episodes. Uh, that's okay because there's gonna be a lot of stuff on that. Um, you, if you guys want to talk to us about Venom or about Infinity War, Superman, Batman, anything you want, really, uh, you can follow us both on Facebook and Twitter. I'm at Quote Catastrophe. Alec is at Betsy91. Uh, with an IE, not a Y. But we also have we also have an official not so super dudes Twitter page that you can yes, contact you can also us find on as well. Yes, you can also find us at uh, those not so super dudes or not so super dudes. No, those just at not so super dudes. And uh, because they wouldn't let me put those, yes. it was too many letters. It was too much, and Twitter was like, no. So yeah, fuck you. Um, we thank you guys for listening. Uh, we hope you have a great night. And uh, always remember, you may not be a superhero, but you are super. Uh, Alec, I want go ahead and uh, end us off with your your famous Joker laugh. <laughs> oh, hold on! <laughs> I forgot I was doing this. Hold on. <clears throat> Damn. I think that went perfectly. That was good. <laughs>